Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Social Show. Today, we're going to be interviewing Gary Johnson of J2 Marketing. And Gary has a very unique marketing business model, and I can't wait to share it with you. And can't wait to have you meet him. He's got a very dynamic personality, and this is going to be a great interview. So stay tuned. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm the owner of Fox Social Media, and my company has been helping businesses, practices, and brands to market for about 10 years now. And I'm so excited to have both this show and my podcast so that I can help all of you as well. So let's get started. Hi, Gary. Thank you so much for being on the Small Business Social Show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. This is an honor and a privilege. I think there's a lot of value you can add to my audience, and I'm excited to introduce you to them. So um, actually, I should say let you introduce yourself to them because you're going to be better at that. I doubt I'll be better. I'm like the worst at introducing myself, but a little bit about my background. Um, for the last five years, I've been running a company called J2 Marketing Consultants. And what we do is we consult and coach attorneys on how to build their book of business. And one of the reasons why I got into that is because I have a passion to show people how to build their business and how to go out there and do business development and marketing in a um, unique way. And um, it just, it, it, when you can get somebody who's never been able to bring in any business at all to then become the rainmaker for the law firm, that is like the best. I love that. I totally that. I, agree. <laughs> yeah, to have that part where you're, they're all of a sudden bringing in a lot of business because like your firm, we are both about helping our clients increase revenue. But when they increase revenue, lots of ill wills go away. The stress goes away. The anxiety goes away. Um, they are able to fulfill some of their dreams. And... And it's really not that difficult, but I think a lot of people make it a lot more difficult than it is. And so what we do is show them how to not make it so difficult, which is fun. And I totally agree with you. I think the best thing you can do is really simplify marketing. Um, it all goes back to that book, you know, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. And, and it's true. so true in so many ways. But um, tell, can you tell the audience about J2 Marketing? What is it? What do you exactly do you do? Who are your clients? So what we do is uh, build strategies, marketing strategies for attorneys, and then help coach them on how to execute those strategies. Our clients are um, both law firms and attorneys. And so the, our ideal client is somebody who wants to build their business. Now, a lot of people go, well, of course, everybody does. But that's actually not true because when you build your business, you have some other things that happen like, oh, I have to hire people. I have to get a new office and all that kind of stuff. So if a attorney or a law firm is not willing to do that, um, they're not the right fit for J2 marketing. Uh, but that's it in really the simplistic, most simplistic form of what we do is just teaching them those different strategies that will work for them. We have a lot of um, prospective clients that come to us and say, I don't know what to do. I just have no idea, mm -hmm. uh, mainly because there's so many books and there's so much information out there on marketing, which you think is a good thing, but it becomes an overload. 
and they don't know exactly what's going to work for them. And we do have it figured out where we can help them so that it works specifically for them. And it doesn't make a difference what type of law they uh, practice. And it also goes for other professional services. I mean, I also have financial services that I work with, insurance, healthcare. Um, and it's mainly if there is a relationship aspect to their business, we can help them out. One of the things I was really curious about after reading your bio and also meeting you in person was what made you leave corporate America and start your own business? Because it looks like you had a good career in the past. I did. Yeah. I worked for a wonderful company called American Capital and they did or they do equipment leasing. And um, I wanted my own. Um, and I also did not want certain aspects of that business. And so I got a business coach and worked with the business coach for about a year to a year and a half before I told them I was leaving. Uh, but it did take about seven months um, to leave that firm because I had to find the replacements, my replacements, and also train those individuals up because um, these individuals, this company is very near and dear to my heart. I'm still very good friends with the CEO and president, the two owners. They are unbelievable people. So, you know, it, um, it was just a, I want my own stuff. I really feel like I can do more for more people in a different capacity than financing. I totally understand that. That makes perfect sense to me. But where do you get your clients? How do you, how do you market and find your own clients? Do a lot of networking. Um, my clients come from referrals, almost exclusively from referrals. Um, I have a really um, tight, it's not a large, but it's a tight network. Um, some people say, God, who do you not know? Just because I network a lot. But the reality is my, my close network um, is those individuals who I love and they also love me. And um, they're not only good colleagues, but they're also very dear friends of mine. And um, so most of my stuff comes from either them or and from previous clients. Um, I love getting referrals from previous clients. Because um, as you know, when you get referrals, it, it eliminates a lot of what I call just the, the business development BS where it's like, okay, you know, let's negotiate and let's do this. And I got I to gotta meet you like 12 times before I, I feel comfortable. Trust goes through the roof when you have a client that says, I went from here and now I'm way up here. They go, okay, I want that. And they go, who, who did that for you or with you? Um, and that's where I get almost all of my, um, all of my clients. That's awesome. That's really cool. And, and I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Mine are either referrals or um, it used to be through LinkedIn, but just uh, to the audience here, uh, Gary and I are both members of the Irvine Chamber of Commerce here in Orange County, California. And it is just an incredible organization with a very massive amount of um, great people, great business people, um, and you know, people that are willing to work with you and want to see you succeed as well as themselves. So um, that's been cool. That's been really great for me as well. And can you tell us about what are the main challenges that your clients face? What, if you had to say, okay, these are the three things 
that are, that's really holding them back or two things, what is it? And how do you help them overcome those challenges? So um, one is focus, uh, focusing on the right activities. And um, how I help them overcome that aspect is to uh, get a target market. I am a big believer on target market. Um, I actually just gave a presentation yesterday to power player uh, group at the center club. And we talked about target market and strengths because people ask me all the time, as I'm sure they do to you is what should I do marketing? Like what's the best for me? And the talk was the best marketing strategy for you. And so they're all expecting me to go, you need to do social media or you need to do networking. And I said, look, those are all right. I mean, all of those are right. Email campaigns to having referral strategy, but it might not be right for you. And so um, when you know what your strengths are and you also know what your target market is, then it enables you to just get really zeroed in. Like for instance, your business, you know that your target market hangs out at the Chamber of Commerce. It's a great place for you to be able to network with people that will either refer you in or they say, Jill, I need you. Um, so when you know that and you know your target market allows you messaging so much easier, you go where they hang out, you do those different things, it just simplifies everything. So it's getting them focused in on that. Also, getting them focused in on their strengths. Um, as, a, as a coach for them, a lot of times they have these blinders on. They don't think that you know, something is a strength. And I'm able to pull that out of them very quickly. That says, this is what your strength is. And you need to capitalize on this because somebody told you that you need to go out networking and you shouldn't because you're a horrible networker. And you'll never <laughs> be a good one because you're socially awkward. But you'd be great in regards to social media or writing or something that is behind the screen so that they don't have a lot of interactions with their clients. So it's really figuring those things out. They just don't know. And again, it was what I was saying before, where when you don't know what you need to do, it makes everything so much harder. It really does. Um, and so um, focus it, getting them really, really focused, especially attorneys too, they are often all over the place and have, um, what's it called? Shiny object syndrome mm -hmm. <laughs> where oh, I got this. And you know, they'll, they'll see. Okay. So you're, you are actually a culprit of their confusion because they'll see your great videos and they'll go, Oh, this is what I need to do. And then they'll do that. And then they'll say something else. They'll go, Oh, I need to do that. And Oh, and, and so they're all over the board. And so it's, it's my job to make sure that they're working on the right stuff uh, for them. Um, another thing that I would say um, they struggle with is consistency, being consistent. And I know that you see that all the time because you, you have to do it over a long period of time in order to um, really get any results. I use the analogy of the, the good old fashioned water pump where you're pumping this water pump to get water out of it and nothing's coming out. You keep pumping, pumping, pumping and nothing comes out. And finally a little trickle comes out. And then all of a sudden it starts flooding and you're not even pumping as hard. And what I find is before the water gets up to the top, people stop. And they're so close to success, but they stop. 
because they don't have the faith anymore in themselves or what they're doing. And, um, and it's helping them overcome that and helping them stay on track, focused and consistent with all of their messaging and the activities that they're doing. I think you're, you're spot on there. And especially with people giving up too early or saying my Facebook ads didn't work, for example, and really they just need to, to tweak them or they didn't run it long enough or, or they blame the ad when it's really their website. So there's, yeah, there's a whole big picture to it. And a lot of people also are so focused on ROI that they, if they can't make sense of it, they don't want to do it yet. It is really what works and it works in a longer time frame. Yeah, it's true. And you know what, in marketing too, it's an investment because it's, it's especially with certain businesses, it's, you're not selling a widget. So you're not like they click on the cart and then boom, I got money right off the bat. There's a sales cycle to it. And so there is time that they need to have that, especially when they're trying to build trust. Um, because trust doesn't come just overnight, except in referrals. Referrals, trust can go through the roof really quickly. That's why I love it. But for most everything else that I do and that my clients do, it does take a little bit of time and they have to be patient with that and understand it is an investment. So true. So true. And um, I would love to hear about some of your success stories. Do you have any specific client success stories that you would like to share? Someone you took from really struggling to really doing really great and kind of just an overview of how you did it. Yeah. So uh, a good example of that is I was working with a firm uh, and all of their partners and the managing partner came to me and said, Hey, can you help out one of our associates? She is young and she's marketing herself like crazy. She had been with the firm for about three years and she's hasn't been able to get any traction whatsoever. And then I said, well, let me meet with her to, you know, see if I might be able to help her out. And she was articulate, brilliant, who really had no confidence at all, which I was surprised. I'm like, when she walked into the conference room, I'll never forget it. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? How is she not getting business? Like, because when she spoke, it was very eloquent and she just was smart. And, uh, but she had no confidence whatsoever. And um, after four months of working with her, I got a phone call from the managing partner screaming at me. And he was livid. He was so pissed off. The reason why is because he found out that because of her success, she was looking at other firms to go jump to. (laughs) And so I'm like, you realize you're yelling at me because I made her into a rainmaker. And now she's She's really successful. Now she's bringing in a bunch of business and that's my fault. And, but I understood what he was talking about because he didn't want to leave her. He invested in her and he didn't want to leave her. Right? And we worked it out. She's still with the firm. And that was a few years ago that that episode happened. Uh, but I love that. I, I mean, talk about watching somebody that now commands respect and attention from really older men that are kind of pompous a-holes. But what we did was give her some uh, tactics to be able to hold herself firmly um, and be able to confidently communicate with them and not shy away, which then they were like, wow, I need to do business with her uh, because she is all of this. And I love that. The other example is, 
had a um, patent attorney that I was working with. And patent attorneys are typically the, the smartest attorneys that are out there. They're usually engineers. And engineers are not typically the most outgoing individuals. And this individual was um, brilliant, brilliant guy, but he also was um, socially awkward. And everybody was telling him, you need to go network, you need to go network, because that's just what attorneys do. Mm -hmm. And he hired me, and before he hired me, he said, uh, I, I told him, will you be able to handle me being truthful to you? And he goes, absolutely. I go, great, here we go. I'm like, you're socially awkward. You are not going to do any more networking, <laughs> period. And he was like, wow, that's honesty. Like, geez. And I'm like, you gave me permission. <laughs> but I had already built a lot of trust with him because I had been working uh, with his firm. And But to see him go from he's never been able to, to bring in any business ever to within three months, he had his four big, big clients uh, that he had brought in which for me, I love because all of it was LinkedIn. It was actually LinkedIn and email. That's it. I kept him behind the screen and he killed it because he just executed. You know, strategies are only as good as the piece of paper that they're on, but when they execute it, it is so refreshing. And I love that aspect of taking him from, you know, he's still socially awkward, but <laughs> he, he has a lot more confidence. And, and the biggest thing is, as a partner within the firm, he has more power. He has more say. And that's an important aspect because that adds to the confidence because he's not afraid of getting let go from the partnership. And I love that aspect. Now, how do you help somebody build confidence? That's, and I'm with you. I think confidence is basically everything in, yes, life, in, it is. in, in business and in life. And how do, you, how do you help somebody with that? If someone's not confident, that's not easy to do. It's not. It's really not. And what, you have, what, what I do is I tap into their strengths, and I'm also very honest with them in regards to their weaknesses because I don't want them to work on their weaknesses as much as I want them to work on their strengths. And what I do is it doesn't make a difference if they're an introvert or an extrovert. I will figure out, okay, what are their strengths and then build strategies that are off of that and teach them how to execute on it because when they have a, when they have a strategy that is geared towards their strengths and they're executing it, they'll get results. When they get results, their confidence goes through the roof. It just becomes this, wow, okay, I, I didn't realize that, okay. And like, oh, I just got a new client and they, they feel all jazzed up and I'm like, okay, remember that, now go get another one. <laughs> go get another one. And, you know, instead of resting on their laurels, which a lot of people do, they, they get in a client and they're like, oh, and then they're like, I'm not going to do any marketing for the next month or two. And you're like, no, stay with it because it's like a snowball effect. It just starts to, to culminate. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you then, what I say, you build a confidence beast because they are doing what they love doing. And if I'm able to tap into their strength, they will want to do it more and more and more. And that's, I think, a really important aspect in the coaching. For you, just, you, you basically just answered my next question, which is going right. to be, how do you keep people motivated and moving forward? Is it, is it working with the right people? Do you look at someone and say, oh, they're not that motivated. Um, this may not work out. 
Um, do, do you have, are there any signs that you see? Do you turn down clients for that reason yeah. or other reasons or how do you do that? Yeah, I do an assessment with every single one of my potential clients because I don't take everybody on. And that's not saying, oh, I've got so much business. It has to do with what you just said. Mm -hmm. Is it a good fit? Because if it's not a good fit, I'm not going to be as effective with them. I always tell my clients this, which I live myself is, you need to make sure that you're working with the ideal client. An ideal client, there's certain characteristic and ethics that they have to uphold for me. Now, everybody is different, but I know for me what it is, and I look for those different things. I look for people that are giving. I look for people that are are able to see the world as abundance instead of, oh my gosh, everybody is against me and I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also able to put their ego aside to bring in new information. Attorneys are probably the biggest egomaniacs that are out there. And, and I don't say that disparagingly, I say that because they need to have that confidence. You don't want an attorney that's like, yeah, I'm okay. You want an attorney who is like, this is the law, here is how it applies to you, and here is what I can do for you. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. Now, there are some egomaniacs that don't allow any new information. I don't want to work with those people because then they're like, they're know-it-alls. No, 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 no. And I just cannot work with those people. So it's really those different aspects that I look for on a regular basis when I'm doing an assessment with, with those potential clients. It's funny because I'm, mine are very similar. Number one is character. If you don't have character, yes. forget it. And there are a few industries, um, thought patterns, <laughs> I will say, that I won't work with because I think they're harmful to our society. Yeah. Um, yeah. So same thing. And you have to have people that want to move forward and are willing to work with you and yeah. not, you know, I do have clients where I literally do everything um, and they're happy with that and it's working and, and we're going forward and they're growing tremendously. One, one of which is an attorney as a, yeah. as a law firm um, and they're doing great. But um, yeah, it is really important. And I know when I first started, I would take anyone and everyone. Oh, yeah. And, and I learned a lesson from that. I had someone ask to white label me, meaning that I was working for that person mm. under their firm's name, yeah. yet working directly with their client. Well, the, you know, the person who white labeled me was saying, well, my 15-year-old daughter says you need to do this and this and this. Right there, I should have known. And then the, the <sighs> client was asking me to buy followers. Now, oh. if somebody's... I didn't even know how to buy followers because it's such a bad thing. And so nowadays, if you said that, I'd be like, nope, you're not my yep. client. You're not one of my clients. No. It's those little <laughs> you're things shooting that yourself learn, in the right? foot. Yes. Yes. You learn. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. what advice can you give people that are business owners um, that have service type businesses of any type and need to get additional clients, really want to do it? Where do they start? What's the first thing they should do? So the first thing that they should do is, and I talked about this earlier, is get a target market. Get zeroed in on choosing a target market. And a lot of people have a lot of fear. If I choose a target market, I'm going to be leaving people out. And let me tell you, as a marketing specialist, you won't. I assure you, you'll actually get more business and make more money the more targeted you are. Like I had told you, 
I market exclusively to attorneys. Mm -hmm. However, I have a lot of people that come up to me and say, hey, I'm not an attorney, but can you help me out? And, and again, the answer is always, I don't know. We have to do the assessment, make sure mm -hmm. it's a good fit. Um, but have a target market. And once you have that target market, think about the strengths that you have in regards to marketing. Like, I love to speak. I love to write. Mm -hmm. um, I love social media. I love to engage with people. I um, love to go out there and network. I love building, you know, deep relationships. And once you figure out what are your strengths and you figure out which of those strengths does your target market want, then you go and do that. And it makes it a lot easier because, again, there's so many different things that you can do for marketing. What is the best is where you connect with your target market. And um, it's, it really is as easy as that, but you got to get over a lot of fear. The fear is I'm the fear of I'm going to lose out on something, and I assure you, you will not, absolutely will not um, uh, ruin any sort of relationships or oh my god I'm not going to get anything because the target market of everybody is not a target market. It is you know every if you try to be everything to everybody you're nothing to nobody. Right. You're not memorable in any manner whatsoever. And people know me as the guy who works with attorneys. Great. That's what I want, you know, so at least it's memorable in a positive way. And so I would tell your listeners, get a target market and try it for 90 days, just 90 days. You can always change it, but put all of your messaging on what would your target market want to hear. So if your target market is construction, put yourself into a construction person, executives, shoes and say, what would they want for my services? So if you sell, let's say you sell health insurance to construction companies, what do they want? What's important to them? And that's your messaging. It's really that easy. And when you do that, and then you utilize your strengths to come in there, it makes things a lot easier. And then you'll do it again and again and again, which gets back to our consistency and just consistently doing the activities that are going to make you money. So smart and well, well said too. I think you explained all that very well because it isn't, it isn't rocket science and it should be simplified. And like you talked about in the beginning, there's way too much information. And, um, you know, one of the get rich quick schemes is be a social media manager, yeah. you know, and there's people that know nothing. I mean, this is a, this is an everyday, ever changing, very in depth field now. Yeah. that you need to specialize in. So yeah, it's really interesting, but I love, I love all your advice. Are there any other tips? Let's say, um, okay, I figured out who I am um, and I figured out what my strengths are. What's my next step? So I would say your next step is one, to do those things, but put together a plan. Put together a marketing plan on what you're going to actually execute on and also what should you expect. So if, I'll give it an example, networking. If your plan is, like you're a great networker, I'm going to do this. Okay, well, so the plan is you're going to go to two networking events a week, let's say, for the next quarter. So then you plan it out and you say, where am I going to go? Well, the answer obviously is where your target market is. Mm -hmm. So if you plan that, you go to those places where your target market is. Then you have a plan 
for the actual networking event. So let's say you're going, let's get back to construction. You're going to a construction conference. Well, you need to do work beforehand to make sure that you're ready. And then when you're there, because you have this plan, you're probably going to be like, okay, I need to get, I need to meet these three people, specific people. And I also need to get 10 business cards. And on all 10 of those business cards, I need to write something personal about those individuals. So if I'm meeting you, I'm trying to get some personal information out of you and write it actually on your business card so that I can have a better follow-up with you. And that's the other aspect that a lot of people don't do is follow-up. They never follow up. Um, I, I had coined a term um, a few years back is I used to do a lot of networking and get zero business. And I found out that what I was doing was a strategy called show up and throw up. <laughs> would show up to an event I would verbally vomit all over everybody and I'm like and I'm not getting any business I'm like I think I've got a pretty good personality I know how to talk you know I'm outgoing what the hell well the reason one of the biggest reasons is one I didn't have a plan but two I never followed up with anybody I just expected them to just give me business based off of this thing um, it was like a, a, the difference between a sprint and a marathon. And I was going for the sprint. So if I met you at a networking event, I'd be like, hey, Jill, so um, can you give me business? Because this is what I do. Can you give me business? You can't. You're dead to me. Move on. And you're like, okay, that's not building any relationships at all. And so that becomes really problematic. So if I was to say, how do you start, build the plan, execute on the plan, and then also follow up with all of those relationships that you should be following up with. Those are just, they're, they're easy things to do and um, they will get you big results too if you are consistent in regards to that. And that's the other thing is be consistent. Um, if you feel down and you're like, oh, this isn't working, reach out to somebody who knows you, who understands business and get them to give you just a pep talk. Like, we all get down. I mean, we all have bad months, bad days, bad quarters. Get somebody who can boost you back up so that you can have that confidence because you have to have confidence for business development and for marketing. I mean, that's one of the things I loved about you is when we met, you exude confidence. Um, almost to the fact of, I was like, God, it's almost intimidating in a certain <laughs> aspect because, but I love that. It's, it's, for business-wise, it's very attractional when you when you have that. You're like, oh, I want I want to be around you know somebody like you because you give off good energy. That's a good thing. So having people like you that are around your you know your audience, they need that. They need people like you and me that can inspire them, that can pick them up and say, no, keep going. You've got this. You've got this. Um, as you, as you know, when you have clients that are like, Oh my God, this is not going so well. You're like easy, just wait, it'll come. And it does, yeah. it does come. And then they go, Jill, you're a genius. I love yeah. you. So glad <laughs> I stayed with this. And that's what you need. You need people like that around you. I totally agree. And kind of again, I agree with you. Confidence is absolutely everything. And yeah, it helps to be a born New Yorker raised by a central New Jersey family. <laughs> 
<laughs> that doesn't happen. You know, you know, interestingly enough, on a, on a funny side note, I was in the Miss America pageant 35 years ago, whatever it was. And when yeah. you're young and you've got to be up there on stage and there's 10 million people watching on TV, you learn to have confidence real quick. So from, quick. That, um, from that experience on, public speaking has never been an issue. To me, it's fun. And I don't understand being afraid of it if I understand the topic, you know, if I know the topic I'm talking about. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. from that moment on, it's like, okay, I did that. I'm cool. I can do any, anything now. <laughs> exactly. Because you, so your, your brain understands it. You know, one of the things I teach my clients is what you're experiencing when you're giving a talk or even before the talk is the exact same experience as somebody else is, except you have excitement and they have fear. But it's exactly the same thing. The dopamine and all the stuff right. that's going on in our brain is identical. However, you're able to tap into it and reframe it and say, I'm excited. I'm like fired up where they're going, somebody kill me right now. And right. maybe I might trip and <laughs> fall and I don't have to do this. But it's, a, but it's the same yeah. physiolo physiology that is going on. But you've been able to, to tap into it because of your experience. Yeah. Being in the Miss America pageant, like, God, the lights and the cameras. And it can be intimidating. You know, you've got, um, luckily the, the women are nice and it's a good, another, it's a good group of people in general that also have confidence. So they're, they're friendly and positive to each other, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so, um, yeah, good experience, but, but it did help with the confidence thing. Definitely. Oh, well, um, I am so excited that you came on today. It's such great information you shared and you made it so super simple for everyone to understand and you gave them some great actionable steps to take going forward as well. So yeah, thank you thank so you much. Well, I want you, before you leave, I want you to tell everyone, are you, is there anything specific you're working on right now you want to share and where they can find you? I have one um, client that um, it's a firm that has 180 um, uh, partners and um, they have a lot of what I call silos because they do estate planning, they do personal injury, they do family law, they do civil litigation, they do transactional. And so what I'm doing right now is building a marketing strategy for their marketing department and making it so that the silos, I call them silos, the different areas, are speaking to each other so that they can get more business. Because when I went in there, I found out that they weren't referring each other business. They were actually referring stuff out. And oh they didn't even know that what each other did. I had I interviewed two partners that were side by side. Their their offices were right next to each other, and they didn't know what each other did. And so, when you're able to communicate that with an internal marketing, it opens things up. So that's that's kind of the cool thing that I'm working on. And then to get a hold of me, I mean, LinkedIn is a great way, um, or email, going onto my website, which is also on LinkedIn. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, that's the easiest way um, to get a hold of me is just call me, email me. Um, I'm really, really um, accessible. Okay. And I will put those links in the description and the show notes as well. Right, so thanks. people can just click and find you. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. I love your energy and your positivity and, um, and your success, how you, how you, make all this stuff happen. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. it's so fun. Well, <laughs> thank, thank you, you for so having much. me on. It's been an honor. Thank you. I appreciate you being here.
Thank you so much for joining both Gary and I today on the Small Business Social Show and podcast. I'm so excited that you were here. And if you haven't already done so, please make sure that you subscribe because every week I'll be sharing information and interviews with awesome people like Gary that's going to help you to both market and grow your small business, your brand, or your practice. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week.